0: State.
1: United States and in different countries. Welcome to Go Yard, and that's what we're all about in the home running life. And I am Mama Mac and beside me is Dr. Angel Falzoni. How are you tonight doctor? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm not going to teach you about getting stuck in traffic like a couple weeks ago. I'm not <laughs> going to say even mention that tonight because uh, you know you're here you're early. Oh my gosh you know. Yeah I know I have a little paranoia now about <laughs> oh, getting stuck in traffic. That was a wreck though that you got stuck behind a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're just so glad to be here, and we always look forward to doing the show, don't we? It's oh, fun. I love the show. It is fun. We're uh, in our second year.
2: I know. Time
1: yeah. has flown by. I know. We had our uh, first year anniversary a couple weeks ago, and that's just fun. And we are excited about what has been happening on the show for the last year, and the good response we've gotten. And we want to invite our listeners to get a hold of us and let us know you're listening during the show we'd love to hear from you you can comment you can ask a question you can just say hi or whatever you want to do and that number direct in here is 727-441-3000 if you're listening on Starcom Media, then you will have to do texting instead of the live call-in number. And that number is our Google number, 727-888-4171. You can use that anytime, 24-7-365, because we monitor that. And uh, also our email is anytime, goyard2014 at gmail.com. And our website, Doctor. <laughs> yes. And yes, goyard twenty fourteen. Dot .org. <laughs> yes, and our Facebook.
2: Let's see if you can get that one. Oh, that's Facebook. God, that's backslash goyard 1340. <laughs> Whoa, that's so many numbers. I know, there's so much to remember,
1: isn't it? Anyway, we'd love to get you involved during this show if you're in the Tampa Bay area and after the show anytime as you listen from Starcom Media. So, one more time, our texting number is what a lot of people have been using instead of actually calling in live and that's fine. 727-888 4171 join us we are in part two of a series we started last week and maybe this is the only part of you know maybe it's only two parts think it is i think it is i think it is (laughs) so the
2: title doctor oh overcoming people pleasing people pleasing would you define that Ooh, people-pleasing is just wanting everyone around them to be happy with what they do. What's wrong with being happy, Dr. Angel? Nothing's wrong with being happy, but we cannot make everybody (laughs) around us happy.
1: We can't be all things to all people at all times? Cannot. It's impossible. We try, though. We try.
2: We're setting ourselves up for something impossible.
1: Yeah and so we are talking about this because this is a problem that affects a lot of people's lives that you see in your practice that i've seen for years in counseling pastoring and all that and there's a lot of people that struggle with this continually trying and they get so frustrated when they can't make everybody happy and get it all and juggle all the balls in their lives
2: frustrating overwhelmed Mm -hmm. sad anxious all kinds of feelings can surface so it's an important topic to discuss. Oh, very important topic. And last week we actually gave a little quiz, didn't we? Kinda. We sure did. We had, you know, 10 really good self-reflective questions that you can ask yourself to kind of see if you are a people pleaser. All right. And so we don't have time to go back
1: over those tonight, but you can go to our, actually right now, and during the month, it's still on Tantalk1340.com, last week's show. Go to podcast can talk 1340com podcast, then go to Go Yard, and you'll see last week's show. At the end of each month, our webmaster goes and takes every show and puts it on the website, our website, which is, again, goyard2014.org. So any shows prior to... Um, October 1st are already on our website. A whole year's worth of stuff. Great counseling and life coaching shows, don't you think, Doctor? Oh, we've done some
2: really amazing shows. We I'm have really proud a lot of, of fun.
1: A lot of fun, yeah. And the whole vision for this show was to be uh, like to, to talk about nitty gritty issues that people face every day. And so often they struggle
2: with just, you know, just life, you know. Yeah, you know, just kind of get in the heart of it, you know, and just help people to just overcome and to live that life that they're hitting those home runs, that they're living the life they want to live. Exactly. So, yeah, it's
1: going to be a great show. You have time to call somebody and ask them to tune in with you as
2: uh we have the shows part two of people pleasing overcoming. well you know what mama mac speaking of tuning in i've yes. got a phone call before the show my aunt uh, uh, my aunt uncle Allie and penny are listening to the show so i'm giving oh, them a good on air shout out that's <laughs> great that's fantastic all
1: right aunt and uncle that's great and so many of you out there have been sending in questions for our um quarterly question and answer show our Q&A show we need you to continue to do that because we're going to be doing one of those very soon yes, so we will any topic any question dr angel you're just Hey, you just put yourself out there when you say any topic, any question, don't you?
2: And you know what? And we do. No holds barred. I mean,
1: let's get down to it and deal with it. And we can ask it. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. And I'll tell you, we've had some fantastic question and answer shows. So those are found on our website, those shows also.
2: All right. So people pleasing. It's almost like an addiction. Don't you think, doctor? Absolutely. It's almost like an addiction because it can make a person feel like They're needed they need to be needed so that can make them feel very needed, which can give them a boost of self esteem and confidence, because all these people need me and I'm working on meeting their needs. It can be very much of an addiction. Like we mentioned last week, Doctor, so
1: often it, it this they do all these people pleasers do this, do this, go out of their way to to make everybody happy. And It's an addiction, but what's
2: the basic down there? Why are they doing this so often? Well, you know, people pleasers tend to not like any conflict. They don't want things to go bad. They don't, they're fearful of confrontation. They just want to agree with others, even if it's, at their own expense so they'll say yes just to avoid a problem to avoid an argument to avoid a disagreement so people pleasers tend to just not want to deal with conflict the problem is it's not reality in life there's going to be disagreements there's going to be some conflict and it's okay conflict can be very good in helping us strengthen our relationships but a lot of people do run from conflict. And yes, like you said, it could be a good thing it in a lot be. of situations. You know, it doesn't feel good to have a conflict. But so what happens is they say yes and do and do and do. And you know what? We're, we're very finite individuals as human beings in our time and our energy. We have all these limitations. So people pleasers keep extending themselves so they're not taking care of their own needs. Mm-hmm. And the people that they should be really right. getting in and working with because they're just saying yes everywhere around the board... They agree to do things maybe they don't know how to do right? or they don't have the resources to do. And so they overwhelm themselves and stress themselves out. And it's really sad. Exactly. So they get very anxious a lot
1: of times, a lot of anxiety-producing behavior. Oh, very much. Yeah. And so they really want somebody to pat them on the back and say, good job. Oh, man, we couldn't have survived this
2: ordeal if it weren't for you, right? Well, that's what builds that self-esteem in this people-pleasing. That's what kind of feeds it, how it works. Right. So it's, it's a matter of just
1: enhancing their self-values, self-worth. That's what happens, and that's why they get caught up in this a lot of times, right? They
2: do, and, and our self-worth is not in what we do. Our self-worth is in who we are. Right. And so what happens with people-pleasers is you'll find that they often, like, attract people who have lots of needs in their life. I can't imagine why. Well, I don't know. I need to meet needs, and you have needs. We make a good pair. Unfortunately, we don't because <laughs> I'm hurting you and me in the process. Right. But a lot of times people don't even recognize that while it's going
1: on. Do you think until later on in life, a lot of times when they're knee deep into this people pleasing,
2: they don't realize that they're attracting people with huge needs. Absolutely, and oftentimes it's with people with more needs than you know an individual can need. Most of the time, it's with people who need that they need professional help. Right exactly so they're kind
1: of taking on the role of a counselor or whatever sometimes or just the need meter whatever that might mm-hmm. be the need meter all right okay and so people pleasers really want approval don't they they really want to be recognized they yes. want to have attention called to them that they came in and saved the day there they are like mighty mouse to was save was the say.
2: day <laughs> that mighty mouse is on go. his well, way well and it, it, yes. it may not even have to be verbal accolades it can just sometimes just knowing that that person's happy with them and that their life is better because of them so it doesn't always have to be these um outward expressions of appreciation yeah but they are seeking that approval yes So Mighty Mouse did
1: come in and save the day over and over again. Yes, Mighty Mouse did. (laughs) Yes, he did. All right. In cartoon land. In cartoon land, (laughs) yes. So we had ten questions last week, so we're not going to take time to do it. We'll want you to go back to our show from last week because we really set the tone for this whole concept last week and ask those ten questions. In fact, you got a little crazy last week, Dr. Angel, (laughs) and you said you might be a people pleaser. You did that thing like? You know Jeff Foxworthy know, it might did. be a redneck type thing that <laughs> went on last week around here. you were a little mm-hmm. Okay, and we even talked about the risks of people pleasing, which we've kind of hit those. but physically, it's not just emotional involvement with situations that maybe are beyond you or you don't have time for but it takes its physical toll
2: on you. Oh, does it, it definitely? Not? It takes, you know, a psychological, emotional, relational, and physical toll on us when we get caught in the people pleasing. So, it makes us in higher risk for cardiovascular disease and any stress-related disease in our body. Um, it depletes our energy, it messes with our sleep cycles, you know, we foster unhealthy relationships and so it can definitely it's got a lot of risks involved.
1: It's also uh, showing a pattern for one's children if you're that way and your children are coming along and they see that mom or dad or or whoever is always pulled in all these directions how does that affect
2: right the family it, it definitely can it can cripple the kids from learning to grow and develop if right. you know if a parent or somebody's always saving the kid from having to do his or her own responsibilities or it could teach the kid that same pattern. So it definitely can affect multiple generations.
1: We talked last week about the parents who do the kids' homework because you know they don't want their kid to fail, or they want their kid to look great and smart and whatever. Yet they don't—they're teaching the child that hey, you can just do whatever, and it's okay you don't okay to have to procrastinate. It's and okay. You don't have a cost. To, right? That's exactly right. So we talked about that. So, all right, overcoming people-pleasing is what we're all about tonight. How do we overcome this problem? We've identified it. We've discussed
2: it at length last week. We've reviewed it. How do we overcome it? Oh Well, the first thing we have to do is cultivate awareness of it. Okay. And that's where you go back and ask yourself the self-reflective questions and find out what areas... Am I doing this in? Some people will do it in their personal life. Some people might do it in their professional life. You know, some people might do it everywhere in their life, you know. So kind of go back and cultivate that awareness. Um, It's a deeply ingrained habit, people pleasing. And it's got, it has roots that go way back for a lot of people. Okay. Um, For yourself and for the people that you're in a relationship with that you find yourself doing this. So you kind of need to reflect on, you know, the areas that you're struggling with people pleasing. You know, kind of look at that root you know, with your people pleasing, you know, by, where, where did I get the idea that, that this is what I should do? Okay. So by root, you mean, when did this get started right. in my life? Yeah. kind of look back, you know, when did I, where did this
1: idea come from? Do you think that possibly a lot of people pleasers have been that way since little kids? Absolutely.
2: I and think you know, so little too. little kids really want that approval and that's oh, where yeah. they start building in their self-esteem. Right. And so it becomes a habit, right? You know, if I make a good grade, I make my mom and dad happy and I feel happy. And if I do my chores right, I make them happy and that makes me feel happy. And so they kind of learn that, but right. they keep it. You know, children, as children mature, we learn to build our self-esteem in other areas. And people pleasers kind of get stuck in that same cycle. Okay.
1: So the root would be kind of where did they get this idea that yeah. this was the way to live? Yeah. How did how, you figure <laughs> this out? You know, where did it come from? look at it don't you think possibly doctor a lot of people pleasers aren't even that aware that they've got a major problem or situation going on that
2: isn't healthy sure i think a lot of them might not be fully aware but you know if you find yourself in any role on this start just looking back start reflecting okay
1: all right sounds good now we know what we have to do um so the whole idea is to cultivate awareness
2: become aware that you've You're doing this all the time. Right. If you have a difficult time saying no, which was one of our things that you might be a people pleaser, then that's okay. That's a flag. Or I might be able to recognize I struggle saying no to people. Right. That is a cultivating an awareness at some level. Okay. What about the person who calls
1: in who didn't but says, hey, uh, why do you know the difference between just being kind and nice and sweet and lovely and Compassionate and there for my friends and family. Why do you have to put the label of people pleasing on it?
2: Ooh, Ooh. well, there's a difference, <laughs> and there's a difference between you know goodwill and people pleasing. And I goodwill. think that's what you're okay. That's in. what I'm talking about. And so, when I have goodwill, that means I can put boundaries. I can say no, and I don't does not make me feel negative or less than or okay avoiding conflict. I can say no when I need to. All right. Um, and that's when you know you're doing goodwill. When you do have boundaries that I'm meeting the needs of those that I need to meet first, I'm taking care of myself. Right. And then I have the time or the resources to do this extra thing for somebody. That's called goodwill. Aha. Okay. But when you feel compelled that big overwhelming word (laughs) compelled to do something or you don't really know you're avoiding (laughs) conflict that's when you know it's it's people pleasing so it doesn't mean I can't do anything nice for anybody anymore oh my gosh I'm a people pleaser I have to stop being nice not at all not at all right that's not what we're saying it's just looking for how are you accommodating other people's needs over your own Oh, there you go. And that's how what is ha- this affecting your right. own life? I think that's a very good question. Absolutely. And so my house, you know, I'm not taking care of the things I need to take care of, but I'm so busy taking care of all these other needs for other people. That's when I need to step back and start reprioritizing. Okay. Learn to say no where I need to say no and do what I can do. And that's the difference between goodwill and people pleasing. Okay. That's excellent. So when
1: people are aware now, they've become aware, all right, I think I fall into this trap a lot. You know, I I, I mean to, to be more careful or I mean to take care of myself. That's my intention. But this happens and that person calls and then that person calls and there's an emergency and somebody can't do this. and 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 I need to take over the committee or I need to, you know. I need to do the, you know, whatever it is, the fall bake sale. I
2: mean, you can go on and on about examples. Sure. it absolutely can go on and on. And so the, the, the key to this is realizing that you do have a choice. Okay. And you always have the option to say no. And that's hard that's the hard part right there doctor because a
1: lot of people and we've talked about this concept for the whole year we've been on the air about learning to say no that is not an easy thing for a lot of people whose self-worth as we talked earlier in the show
2: depends on people liking them true and it's very challenging if it's not been something you've practiced and so and it's not just saying no because some people pleasers can say no they don't stick with that no. They can kind of be oh. talked into it or guilted into it. And so it's learning not just to say no when you need to, but it's to stick with that no. You see this a lot in practice, private practice? Oh, absolutely. And here, here's what happens. When someone's asked, oh, can you pick my kids up from school? They might say, well, no, I can't because I have to do this and this and this. They're, like, defending their no, which gives the other person an opportunity to go, oh, well, if you did this then, then you could pick up my kids. <laughs> <laughs> and you can just, yes, and suddenly be manipulated right, right there. into doing what
1: you said no. That has happened to me. I <laughs> swear to you, so much when my kids were littler, that very concept, well, if you just did this, you could rearrange your schedule. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. And I would fall into that years ago, not oh, it's now. it's an easy trap to but fall into. But it's an into. easy trap, isn't it? Because you really want to please everybody and carry well, out
2: their wishes if you can. Absolutely. And, and, so you know, that's what happens. And, and it does feel good to do things for other people. Yeah. I mean, it, it's nice. It's a, it's, human compassion is a nice feeling. However, we can't do it at our own, the sake of ourselves. Okay, so what you're saying is quit defending your no. Don't, you don't defend your no. You don't have to give a reason. Don't defend your no. You know, just say no. <laughs> it sounds sounds that sounds familiar. That right?
1: sounds like a drug campaign, right? Yeah. Yeah, years ago. Don't, okay, but the thing is, when we just say no, a lot of people that struggle with this feel very guilty afterwards for not explaining. Absolutely. We, that we almost feel obligated to explain why I can't do that.
2: They do. And then you know what? I've even seen people do this with their children. Okay. What do you mean? Well, when their kid is like, oh, well, mom, can you pick my kids, and my friends up, and we want to go here and here and here, and they'll go, well, no, because I have to, you know, do this, and your brother needs this, and your sister needs this, and we have, you don't have to owe anybody a defensive answer. I don't need to explain No. And you said a minute
1: ago, and I like this, what you do when you do defend and explain and go into detail is that you open yourselves up for someone to come in and say, oh, well,
2: let's just rearrange this this way. Absolutely. And then it makes it more challenging to stick with your no. And so then you don't. And then your words really don't mean what you're saying. And so people start to know that. And so they start to learn and manipulate that. How about the person who says, but no sounds so harsh? No can sound very harsh, but, you know, we've talked about this many times. You really can't say yes to anything unless you've learned to say no. Explain that. Why don't you explain that? If you're saying yes all the time, it's not a real yes. They're not genuine yeses. You're just yes, yes, yes. Okay. To give a genuine yes means you have to be able to give a genuine no. Hmm. Then yes now means something. Hmm you're very
1: very interesting tonight doctor (laughs) all right so you're saying people this is not something that you will just change in your behavior and your mindset overnight right Mm -mm. doctor
2: you just have to start small baby step it and practice and you know just say no and don't defend it and try it once and it's not going to feel comfortable and it's going to feel awkward but when you need to say no you need to say no and it's we can't give what we don't have, and too often we are running around driving ourselves batty because we're trying to give way more than we have in every area of our lives, our resources, our time, our energy, right. and we're taking a toll on our bodies. And then when we go to the doctor and they say, oh, well, now we got to up your blood pressure medicine, or, oh, we need to do a stress test. Your heart's showing that you're 10 years older than what your age is, or uh, you have diabetes now. These are all things that can be stress-induced. Okay. So this is very serious and it's
1: very timely that we're talking about this and important. So uh, our listeners
2: really need to take take note, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. And it I get it. It's something that's very deep ingrained. You have to be patient with yourself in the process. You're right. not going to go from this habit of people-pleasing, any in whatever degree you have it in your life, to extinguishing it in a couple weeks or a month. Or This is something that you start small, and as you practice it, you'll gain that muscle. Remember we talked about mm-hmm. muscles? It's like yes. going to the gym. You know, if right. you're overweight, you're not going to be able to do two hours of aerobics and then weightlifting right afterwards. Right. You kind of might get in there for 10 minutes the first time because right. you're exhausted. But if you keep doing it, you'll build those muscles and then you'll be able to do more and more. And that's exactly how overcoming people pleasing works. All right. We'll be right back. Don't
1: go anywhere. Call a friend and have them join us.
0: Is it time to consider a new pool enclosure or beautiful screen room for your family's enjoyment? Family owned and operated, Boyle's Aluminum is the place to call for timely installation of all types of seamless guttering and screen enclosures. Boyle's Aluminum is A-rated on Angie's List and with the Better Business Bureau. Check out their website at Boyle'sAluminum.com or call today for a free estimate at 727-504-9354. Mention this ad for a discount on your project. Boils Aluminum, treating you like family with honest and reliable service. This
1: is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer.myplexusproducts.
0: Call Marcia today at 727 417 0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marcia McAllister at 727 417 0707. From the Sunshine State, this is Tampa Bay's Tan Talk.
1: Go Yard. We never know what engineer Chris is going to come up with. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. Excellent. Perfect. Perfect. Great song. Both songs. Uh, We are talking today about people pleasing, overcoming it. And uh, it's a very serious topic, although we have a lot of fun on these shows with these topics, don't we? <laughs> we really do <laughs> We really do, although these are serious things that a lot of people deal with, Dr. Angel,
2: and they really don't know where to turn for their help and i and I get that, you know, but here's the thing: life is really serious, and sometimes. We need to lighten up a little bit so we yeah. can relax yeah. and breathe. and we can that hear great it.
1: song. Yes. I want you to want me. I need you to need me. All right. So we are talking about how to overcome this people-pleasing problem uh, that so many people have. And for those that have been working on this for a while and have made a lot of progress in their lives, I, and I'm one of them, okay? I will just say that because I... at more like when I was your age, I really battled this, you know, when my kids were younger. Mm-hmm. And, at, and now it's a lot easier to say, can't do it.
2: You, you built know? your muscles.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. It has been a process. It's very much. And, um, but there's another aspect to this. It has to do with our priorities, doesn't it? You want to talk about that? Because how, does, how do our priorities figure into fighting this people-pleasing addiction, if you will? If, well, if we can call it that
2: well it's important well set, knowing our priorities and setting our priorities are really important because how do i know if i can help you or give goodwill to you if i'm not even sure what my priorities are because okay i need to be able to take care of home base myself and whomever's in my home base that's that's a priority so know what your priorities are what are my obligations okay um Who's depending like in your immediate circle for, you know, dinner or to make sure homework is done if you have kids or what you know, what else is if you're taking care of a sick spouse or what's going on in your immediate circle. Sure. Know it. Um, know your obligations. Know your goals. Oh, that's interesting. It is very much. I think because, it's easier to know your obligations rather than know your goals. What, you know, it is. You know, and a lot of people don't know their goals. And right. The problem is, is so they send all this energy into helping everyone else, and they're feeling less and less satisfied with their life because they're not working towards any of their own little personal goals. You know, a
1: lot of times I have to fly, and recently quite a bit, and coming up too. And it's interesting, as many times as I've been on a plane, and I've heard it, hundreds of times now through the years, the flight attendant always stands up there, shows the oxygen mask, and says, be sure and get this on yourself first before you try to put this on a child, an elderly person, somebody sitting beside you, or anything. Why?
2: Well, because that goes back to we can't give what we don't have. And oxygen is a very basic need. So if I'm not breathing, I'm really not going to be able to help you breathe. My body's going to start, I mean, in the physiological sense, it's going to start freaking out and right. you're not going to be able to think clearly and you're going to lose that logic and in an emergency. You need to be able to access some of that part of your brain to help yourself and someone else. I think that's a pretty good example. It's a great example. To help
1: people remember that this is vital to your well-being
2: absolutely it's vital to your well-being get oxygen to your brain (laughs) you know and so it's just a self-reflection thing ask yourself what is important to me right you know what are my priorities you can't effectively take um, care of or help anyone else until you've first taken care of yourself you cannot give what you do not have period And a lot of people don't even realize what they don't have. Absolutely. (laughs) And so, you know what? I mean, you can know your schedule in a lot of different ways. Just be aware of it. I keep a calendar in my phone. I know what my obligations are every day. You know, who I've got to pick up or Mm -hmm. what do I have to do. And when someone asks something of me, I can look at my phone almost and say, yes, I can do that. Or, no, I can't. Yeah. Without dropping the balls that I need. To take right. care of first.
1: But a lot of people, in order to please other people, will say yes and then the other obligations suffer.
2: They do. Right? Absolutely. And you know, a, a great example would be um, I had a patient come in. And her son was really upset with her and he was a minor son and he had his first job and so she was driving him back and forth to work and so she was supposed to pick him up at like 8.30 at night and she gets a phone call at 8 o'clock from a friend who was having a crisis, you know, her wow. and her boyfriend got in a fight. So she went over and got sucked into her friend and the child sat there for two hours outside oh at my his gosh. job and he was really upset.
1: Absolutely.
2: Mom, I thought you're going to be here and I've been outside for two hours and you weren't here for me and she couldn't understand why would he even be upset i was doing something important seriously she couldn't understand that
1: yes because it was so important
2: and instead she should have taken care of her child's needs yes need to feel safe right being picked up is important right and then if she had extra time she could have went by and took care of her friend but you we have to take care of that our core first right and so what happens when we get stuck in people pleasing is we don't right and they suffer and then they don't believe us and then we hurt the trust and we hurt those relationships and then those that are dependent on us expect that we're not going to follow through
1: that we're inconsistent
2: every one of us i'm sure has that friend right you know is going to be two hours late or not on you know we know yeah you know right i don't want to be that friend right And you don't want your children or
1: your relatives or your responsibilities, people at work, whatever, thinking that you will not follow
2: through because something else might come up. You might get a better offer, quote, unquote. Absolutely. Integrity is what we have. And that's that's a very important quality that we need to protect. And so when we say we're going to do something, we need to do it.
1: And, you know, and this is a little sidelight, but I, this whole thing about being on time too, a lot of times it's these types of situations and these type of people that are draining us and sidetracking us, if you will, and keeping us from being on time or being relatively on time. I mean, you know, as a realtor, I have, oh my gosh, I have seen so many other situations through the years where The buyers didn't have any you know oh well they'll be an hour late you know and they don't bother to let me know or whatever things like that just inconsiderate behavior Mm -hmm. but it's even worse when it's with our own children or our own families when they're expecting us to follow through pick them up whatever absolutely and
2: it becomes our reputation and our integrity right important yeah and so here's like a really great tool to help you help you learn to say no help you learn on your priorities and this is when someone asks something Stall. And what I mean by that, it's really okay. It is perfectly okay. Stall. Yeah, that you say, you know what? I need to check my schedule and I'll get back with you. <laughs> or I need to talk to my significant other and I'll get back with you. Because so often we just say yes on the spot and we don't even, oh my gosh, I had a basketball game with my kid today and <gasps> how am I going to do all of this? I forgot this has happened to me so many times
1: i I can't begin to tell you even recently in real estate you know sure i I can do that and then i plot out the time you know to drive and do da da and realize i can't do that and have to call back and go wait a minute i'm sorry i I misjudged my time of where i am right now so i can't make it at that time you know but the stalling thing is good i like that doctor i just kind of stop take a break
2: take a minute Absolutely. Look at your schedule. Look at your priorities. Right. You know, talk with your significant other. Make sure that this fits in, that we have right. the resources and the time to do whatever this is that we're doing. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So stalling,
2: now you don't say, wait a minute, I'm going to stall here for a minute. No, but it's perfectly okay to you just You don't tell say, them that. You know what? I'm not sure, so I'm going to check with my schedule or I'm going to check with my husband or wife or right. girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever and see, you know, if I can do this. And I'll let you know. Right. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll call you tonight or I'll, you know, whatever, or tomorrow.
1: And don't you think some people that are really bad about people pleasing are worried that that is not going to be received
2: very well? They might be worried about that, but the thing is, is it's a protection mode because right. we all we can't always recall what we have going on in the very second somebody asks something of us, and then when we say yes, we know we have the time and resources to follow through. So we're dropping less of our obligations and responsibilities, and we're following through more. Right. Yeah. So when we do that, and we are actually following through,
1: and people are beginning to recognize, wait a minute, have you noticed? You know, Angel's not acting the same. She
2: doesn't respond as quickly as she used to or whoever. That. Absolutely. And the thing is, is if I'm asking, you know, can you help me with X, Y, Z? And you say, hey, you know what? Let me check on that and I'll get back with you. That gives me a feeling, okay, you really want to help me. Oh, and that's you, good. And, you, you know, you didn't just. Yeah. Absolutely. You didn't so just I immediately that. say no. And I can respect that. And so it helps people learn to say no. So when they come back, you know. I checked my schedule and I, I can't. can't do it this time. Right.
1: So the stall really works. It, it's it's teaching you how to reprogram your mind of just that quick instinct of, yes, sure, I can. Oh, thanks for asking me.
2: Yeah, sure, I can. And then you drive away and you go, I wish I hadn't said that. Absolutely. You know what? Here it is. It's taking us out of that reaction mode, which gets us in lots of trouble, and putting us in response mode, which is more calculated. And then we have more ability to follow through to what we need to follow through with.
1: And when we do and we follow through, then
2: we feel better about our accomplishment, don't you think? Absolutely, because if I just say off the cuff, yes, you and I have these obligations I forgot about, I'm going to be really stressed trying to get it all done. It's not going to happen. And
1: we mentioned this last week, but it bears bringing back up. What happens a lot of times, it's been my opinion, is what happens is people that say yes all the time and then get themselves overcommitted begin to resent. They do resent. The people that ask them.
2: They do resent the people that ask them.
1: And they are—they get bitter, and they're like, why are they asking me? And you, it's almost like this big dialogue goes on at home or, or with the spouse or with a friend. I just wish you wouldn't have asked me to do that. And they're mad at being asked.
2: Do you know what I'm saying? They are, because they can't and won't. Well, it's not that they can't. They choose not to say no. And so they get themselves in a whole whole bunch of pickles absolutely and they're overwhelmed and so stalling can help you learn to say no right sometimes when i get back to a person they might have found someone else to help them right or if i get back and i'm like yeah i can well now that you know they're going to be able to trust that because i've checked my schedule i know i've set aside time to do that and so that they can feel confident that this thing is going to, to happen right yeah so it's it's wow. I like
1: that stalling technique. I, I think that's an excellent way to work on this process to become less
2: people pleasing. Absolutely. Um, setting a, a time limit when we agree to help someone. Let's put some limits there. Um, you know, give me an example. Oh, great example. So if someone asks you, you know, oh, can you babysit my kids all day Saturday? Well, you know what? I could from 12 to four.
1: Mm, OK, that's good. I
2: like that. Setting a time limit. Um, this is really important. I, I see this all the time with um adult parents who have their adult children come back and live in their home. Mm. Which get, seems to be a problem happens. these days. <laughs> you know, the economy <laughs> happens, things happen, like things happens. happen. Right. And and it's amazing when they can allow that. But the problem is the parents will have the these adult kids in their home and it feels like forever. Right. And the first thing I say is you guys need to sit down and set a time limit so that they can start doing what they need to do to get back up on their own. Right. And so, because what will happen is it will linger for years and years and years, and the parents are growing more and more and more resentment towards these adult children who are, you know, squandering in on their time. And how dare they? And I'm like, no, red light, you let them. You let them. And also, a lot of times, they bring children. They bring grandchildren.
1: And so you have... people that should be of retirement age or whatever and now they're taking care of babies and and a lot of times you know, in our society kids are not good about
2: you know, of it's, seeing their own responsibilities there when they're in that. It, absolutely. And it, it can just cause a lot of conflict. So setting a time limit when we say we can do something or set some kind of limit is really, it's a good thing to be able to do. Absolutely. I like that. I like that a lot.
1: And so it, it gives an expectation to the person of what
2: what they can expect. What an expectation expect. of what I can expect. So I'm not saying no, but I'm saying I can between this and this. Now, if that doesn't work for your plans, you're going to go off to Orlando for the day and you won't be able to be back in four hours, then you might need to find someone else. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's telling them. Mm -hmm. This is what I can give you. Right. What about the person who says, yeah, but you
1: wouldn't believe how I, th- my friend, my sister, my whatever argues with me then? Oh,
2: no, 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 I've just got to have this. I've got, you know, you know what I'm saying makes a case. And it can make a case and it can make things more challenging. But the way to have healthy relationships is to have boundaries. And so, oh, we refer back to that series we did on boundary setting. We're back whole at the beginning. Principle falls into boundaries. It does, so, doesn't it? Yeah. And not letting someone guilt us into giving more than what we really can give. Right, and they'll work. And a lot of people, when they have been used to being helped all the time by certain people, they're right. not gonna like not getting the help when they want it. Right, they kind of, it's kind of like that spoiled kid. You know, you hear he throws a temper tantrum, he gets the cookie. Well, he's gonna always throw temper tantrums because he's gonna want that cookie. That's right. And so, what happens when that you start setting a boundary? It it'll get rough for a little bit, and it's okay. Stick with it. You have to be the strong one, which is why I say you have to practice in one area and start growing your muscle, maybe with one relationship or one friendship. Excellent ideas. And just don't give up. (laughs) Don't give up. And
1: don't. No. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, it's too hard to set boundaries. It's too hard to say no. It's just, oh, I want them to like me. Again, a root
2: problem with people pleasers, right? And it needs to boil down to when I say yes, it's going to happen and when i say no it's not going to happen you know
1: doctor we could do a whole show on integrity and we probably will at some point but and i think we have done touched it at its different times on the shows this past year but that is so vital that we become people of integrity that have a our yes is yes and our no is no and you know all of that
2: don't you think i mean mean, it's just so vitally important we got to say no with conviction the first no is going to be the hardest so we just need to keep in mind i'm saying no for a good reason to get time for myself or to take care of what i need that i have my obligation or whatever it is but you're saying no is a protection to you but a lot of people that put you in this position are master manipulators oh they are and, oh, they have really good techniques. So sometimes people, <laughs> I know, agree, they, they clearly do. want to take advantage of you. So you have to watch for this manipulation. And they like to flatter. So yeah. oh, here's a good one. Oh, yeah. You are so good at, with kids. Can you watch mine this weekend? Uh-huh. You know, or you make the best cakes. Could you bake my child's birthday cake? Right. Um. So it always comes with some piece of flattery. Well, it's really hard to say no to that. Mm-hmm. And so it's a manipulation. So you kind of got to watch that. Um or nobody does this xyz thing better than you do it. Yeah. Exactly. You know, so, we have to kind of watch that. Absolutely.
1: Nobody decorates their home like you do at Christmas. So, let's have the party at your house. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yes. So, this is something that our audience needs to take a look at and be very aware of and realize that there are these manipulators out there. Can you define manipulation or is it
2: just self self descriptive? descriptive you know it's kind of trying to you know manipulate the situation is is causing something to work the way you want it so Mm -hmm. you're giving something to kind of control the outcome right and manipulation is all about controlling the outcome if I want you to bake a cake I'm gonna make you feel really good about your skills and talents and (laughs) more than likely a lot of people will fall into
0: doing what I want you
2: to do right I kind of gave you what you need people pleasers need they like accolades and praise yes they do and so I gave you what you need. Now I want what I want.
1: And a lot of times, people are just aren't—I don't know—aware enough to know
2: that they're being manipulated. Is that the problem, or do they just not care? Or I what? don't think they're aware. Okay. I think when people really start seeing who in what areas they're being manipulated by, they start to get very angry. Yes. Nobody wants to feel controlled, and right. that's what manipulation is all about—is control. Right. It's the root of it. Right. And so I think they're just oblivious. That this is what's happening. Wow.
1: I like I like that description you said earlier about they flatter
2: a lot. I think that's very, that's a good red flag. That's a red flag. Look for that. Absolutely. Now, I'm not saying everybody who gives you a compliment is trying to manipulate no, you. No. But that is definitely a technique that is used. Absolutely. And manipulators are very aware that that's what they're doing. Oh, doctor, that's very intense. It is. uh, You're not cutting them any slack, are you, manipulators? They are very aware. They know what you need, and they're going to give you what you need to get what they want. So if uh,
1: somebody comes to you in counseling, and they say, so-and-so is manipulating me, my mother-in-law all the time, blah, 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 and... Do you recommend that they confront it or that they just handle it in a certain way? It's really a situation by situation. Okay. So it depends
2: on the relationships. It depends on what's going on. And and manipulation really is a power and control issue. So it's something that has to be taken issue by issue. There's not a blanket answer for that.
1: But people pleasers need to become more aware of manipulators. And and they
2: fall very easy to fall prey to it because they like to feel good for helping people. And you're making me feel good and you're making me feel valued. Yeah. Yeah wow excellent okay now what else can we do to overcome people pleasing is there anything else have we covered it all <laughs> we can we can give a man. we can ha- create a mantra for ourselves a know? mantra you know that's you're gonna kind have of to like to define your saying you're gonna have to define mantra for our audience well, a mantra is kind of like the saying that you you give to yourself or something you want to live your life by okay um so you kind of want to figure out What you can say to yourself to kind of stop yourself from people-pleasing. You know, sometimes people will use a visual to help them. Um, We use the rubber band technique a lot in therapy. When you find yourself, you know, saying yes, hit yourself and, you know, snap to think, maybe I need to... Say, you know, do the stall technique or just say no or whatever. Um, So creating a mantra is, you know, I'm going to let my yes be yes and my no be no. Right. So that would be something I might want to live by, that my word means exactly what my word means. Not that yes and then you're three hours late and you missed your kid and this happened over here. Because that's, people pleasers don't want to let people down and they constantly let people down. Oh, okay. Excellent point. Um... I have seen a lot of people use that rubber band technique. Do you want to go back over that a little slower for people? Absolutely. So the rubber band technique is where you you just get a rubber band and you wear it on your wrist. And when you catch yourself falling into that trap, you kind of snap it to kind of remind yourself, okay, er (laughs) That's a physical reminder that I need to, you know, stop, take a break, take a pause, think about what I'm about to do. Exactly. It works. It very well works. We use it for anger management. We use it for negative talk. We use it for a lot of things. Right. Very effective tool. So it's just kind of to snap you back into remembering, Well, wait a minute, you're working on this. Let's handle this differently. Stop. Let's slow down. Break the pattern. You know, here's the thing. Givers have to set boundaries because takers do not have boundaries. Oh, my. You got to repeat that again. Can you do that? Let
1: me get my bell here. go. Uh, oh, that's a bell ringer.
2: Say Giver, it one more time. Okay. Givers have to set boundaries because takers do not have boundaries. There you go. And takers will take you till you are left in the grave and have nothing left. And takers will just use the, use you
1: over and over again till you're used up. And then they'll go on and use someone else.
2: Right. Okay.
1: So givers have to set boundaries and that is so profound. That's huge. If if nobody if people that are listening to the show don't get anything else, they need to get that concept right there.
2: Absolutely. It's the hardest. Say of it. it one more time. Givers have to set boundaries because takers do not have boundaries. All right. Givers have to set
1: boundaries. Mm-hmm. That right there is some total, really, of a lot of this with people pleasing. If you set some proper boundaries, slow down, stall, don't answer quickly, yeah. think it over, say, I got to talk to somebody, I'll get back to you, whatever. All these over these are great things. But, but when givers set a boundary and say, oh, no, I can't do this. And not give
2: an explanation necessarily. You're right. You're rolling into it. We talked about it, but you do not owe anybody an excuse. But takers have no boundaries? Explain that, doctor. Well, they'll. we kind of talked about it. They'll just take and take and take, and they'll keep asking and asking because they want more and more and more. And... So the giver has to be the one that protects him or herself. And invariably they want your time, your attention, your money, your whatever. whatever. resource they need from you, want from you. It can be all kinds of stuff. Um, I mean, I've seen all kinds of stuff when it comes to this. And so we have to protect ourselves. And, right. you know, when we give more than we should give, it's, we have to hold our own responsibility for that. Right. And that's hard. And the person who says
1: you know i get so much static if i say no it's almost not worth it
2: i've heard people say this. that's the biggest excuse why why we don't say no
1: right because it just seems worse if i say no then i'm gonna be in a fight with him or her and
2: we're gonna it's not gonna be a pleasant evening it's gonna ruin our weekend whatever i'm gonna tell you this when you say no it's going to make things worse this (laughs) is just a given it's going to happen but guess what it's going to start protecting you and make your life better.
1: So we're talking about a long-term solution here. Not necessarily a, a short-term
2: quick fix, are we? It's like with a child. If, you know, some, I didn't deal this a lot with parenting because I do a lot of parenting stuff. And so I have a set of parents that just, yes, 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 everything that child wants. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Oh, oh yes, when that child's about 12 or 13. Oh, look out. They're lot, the parents are exhausted. They just, they tell me, just take this kid away. Put him somewhere. I don't want him anymore. I can't deal with this. yes. And I'm like, yeah, there's nowhere for your kid to go. You need to deal with this. You created this. Right. And then I have parents that learn to say no. Deal with the the temper tantrum that's a half hour long. They're ruining their dinner. They have to leave a restaurant. But in the long term, the child learned what no means. Right. And those parents will have better relationships with their kids. Their kids will have better quality lives because they've learned that natural ebb and flow. Oh, I so agree with you. Having been a
1: parent and grandparent, I tell you, and am a parent and grandparent, it's it takes work it takes discipline to say those hard things no or i can't go or i can't no this is not you can't go there no you know because
2: a lot of parents when these kids get to 12 13 14 they just let them do whatever just to shut them up well they don't want to say no because then they have this conflict and they don't want to deal with the temp the tantrum or whatever the outlash is going to be and they've just trained this behavior and we've done that a lot when we're people pleasers because we've said yes so we've trained people so when they hear that no yeah it might be ugly they might get frustrated they may not talk to us for a couple days oh well but the long-term gain is going to be healthier relationships and you know what some relationships may drop off and that's okay that's okay that's all right because if
1: they were only using you what value did they have in your life anyway right absolutely and it's a lot cuter to see a 2-year-old having a temper tantrum than a
2: 22-year-old. And that happens. Once they learn it at two, three, four, five. it's there at 15, 16, 25, 26. It just kind of flows with this person. This They've learned it, and they want to apply it everywhere. And so it's okay. It may be more challenging for a little bit. That's why I say practice in one, one aspect and start gaining that muscle. Because right. if you just start cross the boarding everything now, you, you're not going to be able to take that it's too much you don't have the muscles for it right so start small you know it's very tempting to want to defend your decision to say no to someone um you kind of want to give them a reason so they can understand it and not be upset with you that's it that's what it is so but we talked about it It puts you on the defense and it gives them the power over you once i start giving you reasons now you have i don't owe you an explanation right exactly i'm the master of my life Woo. Great stuff.
1: <laughs> last week and this week. If you missed last week, part one to overcoming people-pleasing, go to Tantalk1340.com, go to podcasts, go to Go Yard, and you'll find that show there. At the end of the month, you'll find all of October's shows on our website, GoYard2014.org. Doctor, sum it up. What?
2: Just two or three concepts real quick for our listeners. You know, practice small baby steps, learn to start saying no, look at your priorities and your obligations. Right. And use, you know, use a rubber band or use stall style technique, but find what works for you. And realize you can have a better quality of life. You can have
1: healthy relationships. Absolutely. Wow. This has been a great series. We don't know what we're doing next week, but just tune in because it'll be great. We can tell you that. And it's always a joy to be here on this show with you, Dr. Angel Falzoni, PhD and licensed mental health counselor. And very busy practicing this whole stuff, all of this, and teaching it to your clients and The people under you, the therapists. So have a great week, everyone. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. And we hope you will join us next week and go to our website and listen to all these shows, GoYard2014.org. Have a great week. See you next week.
2: WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. McCarthy backs out. VW apologizes.